0: Hello, world. I am your host, Destiny Jones from the Girl in a Wheelchair podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about sports and recreation. Damn. 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 All. I also have my guest, Dr. Piggies. She's coming back again for this episode. So, Please welcome her.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Okay, so we'll be talking about adaptive sports, sports that we've played, recreational activities, many different recreational activities, <laughs> fitness routines for individual using wheelchairs and just tips and just some tricks or whatever. So Sure. Sure. You ready? Yes. I'm okay. so ready. So you can go first. What are some adaptive sports that You've played, list them all. Just give it to us.
1: <laughs> wow. So I'm up to about twenty-one different adaptive <laughs> oh. <laughs> sports. I do most of it through recreational therapy and a lot of it on my own. So when I think of Paralympic sports, I did the swimming, the cycling, and the wheelchair run. So mm. that's about three. I play um sit hockey. Oh wow. Sit ski hockey hockey. I snow ski, water ski scuba dive, um basketball, rugby, tennis. I learned to play lacrosse. Wow. And I'm trying to think there's a few more. I can't think of all 21, but they're pretty amazing and my kids are even getting involved. So I'm pretty excited about the opportunity to use activity as a form of activism. Right. How about
0: you? Right? Okay, well, I haven't played that many sports, but I have played basketball. That's my favorite. I love basketball. Um, I played, I started when I was like eight. Uh, shout out to my coach, Coach Olive and Coach Christy. Y'all were awesome. awesome. But yeah, I learned how to play with them. They were not in wheelchairs though, but they like, wow. you know, coached it with many different um, individuals. And so I then began to learn uh, wheelchair soccer, which was basically if you- do you play? You play wheelchair soccer.
1: I've tried it with the well, special, yeah. special chair with yeah.
0: the with the cage in front. Yep, with the cage, and um, you like keep the ball there, and you just like roll it. And the um thing, I didn't roll it; I threw that one. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's just soccer. It's basically, however, your way of you know aggression. You just score the ball. Nice. Um, so soccer was pretty good. I also did um softball but that one wasn't with people with disabilities. I was the only one with a wheelchair. Um, It was pretty challenging because I had to, you know, kind of hear other people saying like, she's doing this. Like, how is she doing this? And I'm like, watch me, cause this ball gonna hit you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but I was up for the challenge, but I was, I seen how like, it was probably something I shouldn't have been doing because it was like safety precautions, you know, for sure because, I'm the only one in a wheelchair, so say I could run over someone's foot, you know what I mean? Just trying to go to the next, you know, home, you know, the home base. And so I um, stopped doing just regular sports, and then I got back into doing um, adaptive sports. And then I started doing, um, what else I did? Well, basketball and then the soccer. And I did a little bit of, like, flat football, but it wasn't like a, like a like years worth of it. It was like a little segment of it. But um, my favorite was basketball. I played basketball for like two, three years wow. and soccer for like two, two years. But um, that was really good. And I did cheer, but that one also wasn't with Whoa. individuals with disabilities. I was the only one with a visible disability. I'm going to just put it that way because they probably had disabilities. They just didn't say nothing. Good but,
1: point.
0: Um, you know, I was the only one with a visible disability, but- You'll think the woman with a disability ain't picking up people, but I was throwing them in the air. So, wow. yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Shout out to Abby, that was my uh, stunt girl, and you know I I appreciate her for trusting me to do so and throw her in the air, and you know she was trusted me to carry her back, you know, right. into safety. But everything was good; we never had any issues with that. If anything, I think it was more like helpful yeah. because it was like a a sturdy person that's in this chair that's going to like lift her up. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. I felt like it was, you know, pretty good, but, um, I love sports. I think sports, especially from a wheelchair perspective, um, is very good. We need to stay active. Um, especially with, when it comes to exercising, especially with my, um, injuries, T12, it causes a lot of, um, you know, constipation or headaches, um, you just because I'm sitting in one spot, you know, I'm just sitting straight up, you know, because of the rod that's in place in my back, um, you know, and so it's like, it just causes a lot of, you know, little problems that, like, I have to go through, so it's like, I want to stay fit, you know, my guns, my muscles, they're, you know, strong, yeah. because obviously I've been pushing my chair for so long, uh, 19 years now, so... You know, my muscles have been like this size, well, not this size, but you know, I've had a little muscle since the age of one and a half. Wow. When I got paralyzed. They they came like instantly because my mom would be like, no, girl, you got it. Push yourself, you know. And I would want to, you know, because I started growing that independent, you know, like lifestyle as at a young age with having, you know, to do this. Obviously, this my mom doesn't have to do this. Like, you know, I gotta do this. You know, wow. you ain't gotta do this for me. You gotta do it for you. You know what right. I mean? And so it's like. You know, I gotta make it. You know, work how it works, but um, you know, fitness is important. I think fitness is important, and you know, it's like it's like how do they how do they exercise? They're sitting down, and it's like, well, you can lift weights right. sitting down. Let me show you. Do it just like this, you know, and right. and challenge yourself. You know, start with five pounds, work your way up to fifty. I can bench press. Uh, I think uh, my coach from um, when I was in Utah. Um, she had me bench pressing like 275. I was like, girl, I'm done with that. Cause after that, you know, with not having any, like any leg, you know, stability, I couldn't hold myself down no more. So I was like, girl, I'm about to fall. Like, you know, wow. but I still picked up that 275 and that was it, you know? And I also can do, um, I love um, pull ups. Ooh, I can do some pull ups. Like I love pull ups. So I love stand fit. Um, I don't know. I think it's also like a way of like me conditioning myself and grounding myself um on top of yoga. Now y'all, I can do some good yoga oh, poses. Yes. I love that yoga. Like I love yoga. Yoga is very good and it's good for the mind too. Yeah. So it's like a good um mental, you know, fitness too, for real, because you're able to like get out of your chair right. something that we like obviously wanna see ourselves do permanently. You know what I mean? We're going to speak that into existence. And, uh, you know, we're going to do yoga poses instead, you know? And that's that's what I do. I like to do yoga, even in my bed. If I don't have my yoga, my yoga mat, I'm like doing my yoga poses. I'm going into, you know, prayer position warrior. And I'm just, you know, sometimes I'll fall asleep in it. But then when I wake up, I notice how like now I'm more open. I can like, you know, move my hips a lot more and, you know, deeper than, you know? And so- I don't know. Fitness is important
1: to me. What about you? Well, first of all, I see your guns. (laughs) Um, I see and know that you're fit. I want to add to something you said just about our physical health and our mental health. Right. That doesn't change because we're sitting. Right. Right. We are probably in the U.S. the most sedentary people ever. And we already know, studies have shown, that we need to be physical. So. In a wheelchair, you're right. Our medication process is differently. We get pressure sores if we're stationary too much. Right. And also, I think the mental health aspect of it, the endorphins that are produced just by working out, and the muscle loss if we're not careful, because we need to work just a little bit harder. So one of the things I thought of while you were speaking was rifling and skeet shooting. Have you yeah. tried that yet? No,
0: but... Uh. <laughs>
1: so, so shout out to the Shepherd Center located in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. It's one of, I think it's the second largest in the country because people do come in from other countries. Really? And every year they have something called ASW. And people from all over the country come in for a week of camp. Mm. And during that camp setting, you have access to trying... Sports that you may not have ever tried or wanted to try. So another right. one I didn't add was skydiving. Now what? wait.
0: I want to do that in my now wheelchair. Wait. Like in my wheelchair. <laughs> okay, that could be the end of my life.
1: <laughs> don't get me in trouble with the people who love you. I did start indoor. Wow. So they have indoor skydiving opportunities just for you to get used to the weightlessness, get used to wearing the equipment, get used to what that feeling is. So I promised my husband a little a few less gray hairs mm-hmm. by trying it indoors first. Okay. And so there is a place here in Atlanta called iFly. Mm-hmm. They are all over the country, but the one here in Atlanta specifically allowed me to be one of their ambassadors wow. and together with other members of the community in wheelchairs, they actually have a specific disability day. Wow. Where you and your family can come, the prices are cut in half. They have additional individuals who are on staff who know how to tape our legs together mm-hmm. and to give us the right equipment so that we can safely try skydiving indoors before we go outdoor. Right. There are professional skydivers who come on a regular basis as well. And sometimes they help give us some tricks and tips. But before I could Jump out of an actual airplane, even though there are very trained individuals. My husband promised me to um, do this first before kind of jumping out of an airplane. Right. But the thrill of it, right, and the opportunities to participate in a sport where you're not physically in your chair. So there are ways, of course, we can do very many sports in our own personal chair or equipment. Another one I forgot. Oh, my gosh. The PGA actually contacted me a few years after what we're going to talk about next. And what's that? What's the pageant. Oh, pageant. Kaylee, <laughs> Kaylee. So, so I, I was contacted by them and they said they wanted more women, mm-hmm. more individuals with disabilities, and more people of color to play golf. Oh, wow. So they invited me to use some new equipment that they were using, a uh, paragolfer, solo rider. And other equipment that will literally stand you up, get your knees out of the way so that you can actually swing. That's It okay. was so much fun because I, I just never pictured golf, walking or otherwise, right. as a sport right. or an activity I was familiar or even interested in. But it's now my favorite land sport. I would like to do that. I would, I would like love to, to introduce you to it and to use some of the equipment. And it's it's really like driving a moped because, you know, the solo rider is just like the regular carts. You just don't need to use your feet. You kind of use your hands for it. So, yes, and the more we participate in the sports, the more technology will be created and the more advocacy and understanding and access. Because remember, aging is one of the four ways you can become disabled. So basically, if you live long enough, you may or probably will experience a disability so the older community is very interested in the work we're doing now so that the veterans and the aged and elderly have something to look forward to.
0: Right. That is true. That is true. Um, Let's see. I guess any tips for people that are maybe interested in adaptive sports that maybe feel like, oh, that's not for me. I can't swing a ball or swing a little thing for the golf whatever club a golf club right you know I never played golf before but I know um there are some good golfers out there I've never seen any in wheelchairs actually I do know one um guy on Instagram Marcus um I don't I don't think that's his name his name is um something but he he does golfing um I wish I is it Lido Life Mm -mm. okay it's Walking Rich. I'm sorry. His name is Walking Rich off of Instagram. I do follow him. Um, so, yeah, he is a golfer. Um, and he does with the thing that you stated with you put your feet in or your, yes, your body in. Excuse me, it goes up. So he's basically like standing up right. golfing. And so I was like, what? Yes. That's insane. It's you know what incredible. I mean? Incredible. But I love it because that's him advocating, ooh, advocating for himself. You right. know what I mean? To basically do the things that he loves, which is golfing. So, yes. so do you have any like tips or,
1: you know, something? Absolutely. Lido Life is also on Instagram. He does the same and he does a lot with the PGA as well. There's another gentleman who, he may be former military and he has a single, he's a single amputee. So he's upright, but there's still mobility challenges. And so my tip would be to get help. Right? So mm-hmm. I had to go through about six weeks of training before playing golf. You mentioned some great things about stretching and yoga and exercising because if this is not a if you're not conditioned and you are not doing this on a regular basis, you are pulling some some you're you're pulling different muscles uh, into different places that they haven't been. So I know the first time I got into a paragolfer, I got dizzy. Mm -hmm. Um, because I wasn't used to being at a 45 or 90 degree angle. So that's why I do a lot with rec therapy and occupational therapy and the Shepherd Center. So prepare your mind and body for these great opportunities and make sure you're working with an expert or a professional before you try to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. I have not tried to golf on my own. Mm -hmm. I have a caddy that is definitely trained for my condition and any emergencies that happen because that's 18 holes by the time you get to the end i do mostly nine holes but if you're going the whole 18 holes you're in the i mean it's circuitous so you end up coming back but at some point you could be really far from any type of care and support so i would just say stay safe like anything else make sure the people who are helping you understand you and the sport and have fun right yeah awesome Okay, now we can talk about pageants. I want to hear your pageant stories. Ooh. Okay. So, I'm going to be particularly honest with you. I was never a girly girl. Okay, hear me. I was working. <laughs> so, I was working for a technology company, like a top 10 technology company as an engineer. So, I was around men all the time. I wore black, blue and brown. As long as my face and my hair was clean, right. I felt felt like I was good and After my injury, very shortly after my injury, I was starting to do some volunteer work with young kids in the school district that were on the autism spectrum, Mm -hmm. right? So I was noticed by working with them, and I was really doing it for my own self-care to get out of the house to figure out who this new me is going to be. And I received (laughs) information about this wheelchair pageant, Mm. I was contacted and she was like, listen, don't you want to help children outside of your block or your zip code or even your state because there's three levels of pageantry? And I was like, I'm good. I don't do pink. (laughs) I don't wear makeup. I am so good. And she kind of went on and showed me that this is a pageant, not about beauty. It's about community service. It's about power. It's about being beautiful where you are. And so with some tugging, I ended up becoming Miss Wheelchair Georgia, the first woman of color awesome. to become Miss Wheelchair USA. And then I went on to be Miss Wheelchair International. Awesome. And it really changed everything. It shifted my belief about sisterhood. Right. Those beautiful women. <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie. They were competitive. They wanted to win But they also became my really good friends even years later. They taught me how to put on makeup. They taught me how to be beautiful on many levels. And today, I wear pink, I wear bling, (laughs) and I wear makeup. (laughs) And I wear makeup. So it was such an incredible experience. And it was also a great opportunity to be called out, like I mentioned with PGA. I was not on social media before my disability, but I had to be in the public eye after. Mm Winning the pageants. And I got to tell you, I was able to work with a lot of really amazing companies with sponsorships and opportunities to get involved in sports and a few other really cool things. Right. Awesome. Congratulations again. Thank you. So, yes,
0: that is awesome. Um, I did do pageants as well. My biggest thing was modeling and acting. Mm -hmm. That's that's the T. Oof. Love it. Okay. But yeah, so I started modeling and acting when I was, I think I was 14, 14, maybe 13. um, Young. Let's just say that I was young. And um, I would hear people would say, you're so beautiful. You know, obviously that you have to find that though. Like you could see that I'm beautiful, but like, I have to know that I'm beautiful now Baby, you can't tell me nothing. Like I, I know that, you know. Like I do makeup, but it's like now I'm getting to a point now where I'm like I don't need it. You know what I mean? I'm like no. every day I'm like bump it. As long as my eyebrows are done, I'm good. I put on that Christian Dior lip gloss and I go about my day. You know what I mean? Because I don't need it, but I do know that when I wear it, it's like it's like a, a accent. You know, it's like okay, cool. Like yeah, she looks she looks good. But anyway. So I started modeling and acting because a lot of people was like, you are beautiful. Like, do you have a makeup? And I'm like, no. Aww. They're like, you need to do modeling and acting. So after some time going by, my mom and I, we found um, this acting and modeling school. It's called Barbers On USA. Um, a lot of people are, are already like, they're always like... um oh, is that a real company or whatever because they feel like it's a scam. It's not a scam. You must not have what it takes because I've made it very far with that school. I went to the school, graduated. Later, I signed with an agent. That agent allowed me resources with the casting networks to get on to gigs and to have access to future gigs. So I then later... With the help of my mom, my man, momager, <laughs> she helped me get the gig with the Jonah Hill. And with that gig, I was able to also be a voice for people with disabilities. He had a a segment on IGTV, which is still there on IGTV, um, and it's called Hashtag Unfiltered. And I'm the wow. face of it, so you you, you can't miss it. Um, and so it basically just talks about just living with a disability. Um, at that time, I was 15, so it was like everything was just like just mentally just like draining. So I was like, you know, just emotional, like emotional, like a lot because, you know, that was fresh for me to be on a setting to like yeah. talk about my disability after like, you know, just kind of being closed off from it. Uh-huh. Um, But, you know, that kind of helped me, especially in the, the modeling world and the acting world because I wasn't modeling and acting with people with disabilities. Right. Like, you know, they may have had mental disabilities or something invisible, um, you know, or underlying external, but, you know, or internal. But externally, you know, they were all walking bodies. You know what I mean? I was the only one in a wheelchair. And um, that was kind of intimidating because it's like, dang, like, I'm not going to win. Like, they're going to pick Susie or, you know, Antoisha or whatever the case (laughs) is, you know, because of these reasons. But it's like, um... It's the ones that stand out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's the ones that stand out be the ones that really, like, take home the crown. Because it's like, okay, you didn't think you had it? Well, they're showing you that you have it, you know? And so when I, after winning, I won um, multiple awards, um... They're actually in the car. But so we'll see if I can um, get it right. But I won actress. I won two actress awards wow. back to back. I won division winner out of like a thousand girls. I was the only one that won division winner. Um, sorry, guys. Not sorry. But uh, yeah. Uh, but I yeah, I won division winner. And then I got a $50,000 scholarship to go to the next competition and compete um, at the competition where the agents were going to be at. Um, And so that was really, really good. I got to perform my personal monologue that was created by yours truly. Um, And so I got to basically do that um, in front of all like thousand agents, 200 agents or however many agents it was. It was a bunch of agents, but I know I didn't care about that. I was the light and the star. So I just did what I had to do they loved it per usual. And I signed with my agent, you know? Wow. And then, um, after doing acting for like, maybe like, I guess like consecutively, I did it for like about four years. Um, and then COVID was in like the year 2019. So that kind of like stopped it, you know? And I was, you know, doing stuff like on the side, I was, you know, like trying to, you know, get myself back going. But it was like, just, I didn't, I didn't feel right because it was like, I wasn't, you know, in that setting to where they were like, do this and do this and this and this is coming up. And that, you know, I kind of fell off, you know, and then the mental health aspect of it kind of really hit me too, because it was like, wow, like you're really doing all this through all of your trauma. You know what I mean? Through everything that like, I may not talk about. I know what's going on with my life. You know what I mean? And in my body, you know, I know what's what I'm affected by. So I still was like pressing on and still just like doing everything. And that was kind of draining. You know what I mean? Like forgetting that like you're in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be like, oh my gosh, I'm in a wheelchair coming through. You know what I mean? Like, no. But it's like still having that remembrance in my mind so that I can be able to like be comfortable and also adapt and like live. Um, So I just enjoy the pageantry life. It was really awesome. I did win Miss Augusta two times. And I was like, um, after winning the second time, I was like, I don't want to keep winning. Like, you know, (laughs) at some point, you know, I'm always going to be a winner. I'm always going to be a queen. Like, once you, you know, get that crown, it'll never fall. You know what I mean? So I was like, um, you know, I just got tired of doing that. I wanted to do something different. Um, And give somebody else a spotlight, you know, whether that was somebody else in a wheelchair or whether that was somebody else, you know, walking or whatever the case is. I wanted to, you know, just kind of, you know, I was I did enough. You know, I already opened the door for people with disabilities. So now it was like, okay, next. But um, that pretty much sums it up for, you know, this episode. But I wanted to, you know, get any few, you know, little things that
1: you may have to add. You know, before we close. Yeah, I love how you straighten the crown of other women through the pageantry and the advocacy because it is that. Right. People are seeing you sometimes for the first time. When I think of SAG-AFTRA, that is now very much visible and wanting to include everyone because sets are not easy for wheelchairs or for people And so the fact that you've done both of those things is so commendable. And I want to thank you for those who may never have the opportunity to be in your presence and to thank you personally. So thank you.
0: Yes. And thank you for joining again. Well, I hope you guys enjoy. Please send us a DM on Instagram at the girl in the wheelchair podcast for any, you know, questions or comments that you may have had while we were, you know, doing this episode. Please stay connected and I'll see you next time. Signing off. I'm your host, Destiny Jones.